0: I don't know who the fuck y'all, y'all got me. Bitch, if you ask to borrow some fucking money and you tell me you're going to pay me back, bitch, when? I don't give a fuck if I don't need it. If you ask me to borrow some money and you give me a date of when you're going to pay it back and when the date come around, you out here all willy-nilly like you don't owe me a damn sign, bitch, I'm going to request it back in a post on Facebook. Hey, fam, you got that for me? She. Stop asking the fucking bar shit that you know you can't return. Because I'm going to want mine, I don't give a fuck if it's two pennies, a nickel, and a dime. Give me my 17 cents before I get your ass these hands. This shit getting old now, they're talking about some why you didn't remind me. Bitch, I should have to borrow my money back. Bitch, you remember who the call when you was broke? So remember who the call when you got it? Two on five, C1, uh, you know my number. Yeah, I'm mad. This motherfucker owed me $100, two pairs of shoes, and some drawers he couldn't even fit. The fuck? I he's squint harder than Santana. Bitch, this shit got me mad as hell.
1: Yo, what's up, Hunga family? Thank you for tuning in to another week, another episode of the Hunga Podcast, a Philly-based culture and society podcast from a Black queer perspective. My name is Eric Cole, life coach in Tennis Bay. I'm the host and producer of this here show, which you can find and support on your favorite podcasting and social media platform by searching at HungaPod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Click that bio link to access the merch store and to email the show. I have been gone from the microphone for a few weeks now, but if you follow the show on Instagram, I have some live content out there that you can check out. You should check out. (laughs) Most recently, I went live with Boonie last week, and the big topic of that conversation was P-Valley because the show is back And it's one of my favorite shows. And due to COVID, we had to wait that extra year. So a lot of us have been waiting for it to come back out. And so far, so good, right? Spoiler alert. Me and Boonie did a quick rundown of the past three. I think we're up to three. Well, now the fourth um, episode posted. So we're up to four episodes. Skip forward a little bit if you haven't seen the last episode, or if you're not caught up, because I don't want to spoil it for you. But shout out to Nico, who plays Uncle Cliff, because he is back sporting his hood couture and still trying to hold on to what he feels like is his, his club. But because Haley made this large investment to try to keep things going, she has a big stake in the club. And, you know, during the live, we talked about how she seemingly was taking a a, a back seat like her role but now what we saw in the recent episode was nah she's actually plotting employing and her and Uncle Cliff actually end up getting into it because he overhears a conversation that she's having with what he calls her bootleg Barack Obama all night
0: nay Lakeisha Savage nay Haley Colton bitch you say you a businesswoman? I got your business go ahead let am dealing with Here I was worried about outside folk, and we got a thief in the temple the whole time plotting the pank's demise with your bootleg, Obama! Yeah, bitch.
1: You got Brandy, who, in the background, you know, is dealing with the situation with her daughter, Terica, trying to get her back. It seems like she's trying to get her back, not in a legal way. We saw a lot of that in the past. I think now she's just trying to really work on her relationship with her daughter. But it gets complicated, Because the stepmom who's watching and has custody of Terrica is like unraveling and is fighting an addiction problem. But Brandy has this little situation going on. She signed these NDAs and she's what it seemed like was a, a contract between her and this guy who's married. But she ends up really connecting with the wife. But we kind of saw that coming because she was always in the picture from the very beginning and in the background (laughs) from the very beginning. Keyshawn is out here taking advantage of all her fandom and social media lives and likes and clicks and all that with Little Murder. Because, you know, they kind of have this arrangement thing going from last season that she's really using because, remember, she caught her, you know, little murder and uncle cliff but i don't know i'm nervous about how this is gonna end for her because she's still in relation with this white racist ass man who's hella abusive and remember from last season that whole situation between her baby dad and diamond with the whole gun because she pulled a gun out on him remember that definitely put a lot of strain and distance on her relationship with Diamond, but we see them slowly, slowly coming back together in these last few episodes. But not too together, because we see one of the newcomers, they call her Big Bone, played by Miracle Watts. She, She's not just, she overhears the girls all gawking over Diamond, but too scared to actually step up to him.
0: Believe me, I hadn't got your name, baby boy. The way them guys up in there yapping about you. What they saying? They saying a whole lot, but ain't gonna do shit. That's the difference between me and them guys up in there. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Big bone. I don't even riding. Riding bikes or... The longest I've been riding horses since I was shade High big down in Texas.
1: Get on out of here for that curfew. Come on down.
0: I ain't the type of bitch to be worried about no curfew. I drove my daddy in them crazy. But me and you, we can break a curfew now. All night long. I think I want to fit you. You coming <clears throat> or not?
1: But we see that she does. So we'll see how this interaction goes, because I think she's actually Big Bone is a mm, sort of a challenge for Diamond. If you know what I'm saying, like she's not necessarily like all the other girls that he's dealt with. So I think they've started to develop something new here. And I appreciate that. So we'll see how this relationship, this interaction between Big Bone and Diamond unfolds in the, in the next few episodes. Speaking of new additions, Whisper and Roulette, they're also shaking things up, especially because like Whisper, she's on some other shit. I feel like she's a witch. She, she's like or she's just always high. We see her doing cocaine, giving Roulette cocaine. Um, in the bathroom, and they kind of have this bond and this connection, right? And the roulette is, whoo, a spitfire, doing what she wants to do, breaking all of Uncle Cliff's rules, including one of the big ones, which is, if you hoe, you got to hit the dough. And so she's been getting money and doing something strange for a piece of change on the side, but, and, and she actually ends up getting caught. Remember? Big L, and and that's another thing. So Big L's also, we see something really unfolding with him because more and more we see that he's in this for self-preservation and also run his drug game. Roulette spots Big L doing his his bid behind behind the club when she was getting out of a out of a car just from being with a John. So he knows what she's up to. She knows what he's up to. And they kind of have a one-up on each other. So, and we see a little interaction between them two in the last episode that was really interesting. That's how you learn how to beat a nigga's ass. Bitches. Strictly bitches. (laughs) Nigga, what the fuck you laughing at me for? You funny. Just like my daughter. You miss him? You brother? I ain't coming for no
0: motherfucking therapy session. Look, If you're going to find me, just go ahead and do it.
1: Fire you for what? For fighting. Only for fighting. Seems like what Brazil said might be true. Judging how you ruled about that car the other night.
2: What was you doing?
0: What was you and Eminem doing? Mm. Well, you just served me a side of not your business with that silence. Well, I'm going to give it to you right there. topped with a side of jalapenos, because... I'm
1: a classy bitch. Even a classy bitch can be finessed. No matter how dirty you guys to get.
0: Be the finesse, not the finesse.
1: So I'm appreciating all these little, like, side stories because it just keeps everything interesting and unpredictable in a way. Like, some things can be predictable, but not everything. And you can shock the audience or like give them something that that was unexpected and we appreciate that i'm hung up just a few more things that i wanted to mention big teak that man is suffering what it seems like ptsd and he really seems and he has a lot of anger issues and Little murder and him, they have this type of intimate bond that we really see explodes in this last episode, episode four, where they really, they they literally they they fuck. They have a they have a sex scene. Big Teak Dunk came in dirty and and swe- sweaty as all get out, and stressed and traumatized and emotionally vulnerable. And what Little Murder said he gonna do? I'm gonna break you off with some dick. Doesn't even prime it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you usually hear people say, you gotta lick it before you stick it, or you know what I'm saying, have a little foreplay, something going on. Nah. He has him, like, it was given Toxic Top energy. Like, he has him put the condom on, turns him around, bends him over, squirts a little Jergens lotion, and proceeds to handle his business. And apparently, it was effective, because <laughs> the next morning... Big T woke up All the way in his feelings And wanted to know Who the fuck Is Cliff Cause he had went Through his phone <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry It's just But I'm I'm just enjoying the show. I really am. And so I'm going to continue to do reviews as um, we get through the season. And so I hope that, you know, even for the people, if you're not watching it or you're not interested, that you still enjoy my commentary and um, can at least get a little kiki from it. Also, shout out to Zavi, aka Boys Love Flowers. He came through on the Insta Live to promote his new single, Two Hands. Zavi is a longtime friend and such a dope artist. I had to bring him onto the show so that way y'all can get to know him and also go out and support his music. You can check out the full track Two Hands by tapping the bio link on the HungaPod Instagram profile.
0: Yeah, shit, if you gon' fuck then listen, you gon' need two hands. My shit be clapping like the concert saw so my on Instagram. Me tryna beat it up, beat it up. Yeah. yeah, fuckin' a bay, fuckin' it cut up the frame. Damn, you to go. Steppin' me up the so holdin' my shit by the throat.
1: Whoa.
0: You gon' need two hands. You gon' need two hands. You gon' need two hands, okay? You gon' need, uh-huh. need, okay. need two hands. Yeah. You gon' need two hands. Okay. You gon' need two hands. Yeah. I'm tryna get up Got coke on the waist, tattoos on the butt. Still so talking my shit, It's already ready to I came here to fight, I came here to kill, bitch. I want the house on the top of the hill. Boys of Records be the name of the deal. Boys of Records the name of the deal, bitch. Bitch, I been working these niggas fraudin' in the person. I bought my mama the Birkin, it ain't the same bitch that's certain. These niggas talking that shit, I got some shit that'll hurt them. They saying. Sure? I told him, yeah, bitch, I'm certain. But enough about them, nigga, back to me. Both of them thick eyes thick silly. Fuck on your juice, nigga, I got the squeeze from the heat on these bitches like casualties. I am the truth, call me actually. Punchline metaphor strategy, punchline metaphor fantasy. When I hit your nigga, he gas me like shit. If you gon' fuck, then listen, you gon' need to this My shit be clapping like a concert saw so my on Instagram. He tryna beat it up, beat it up, yeah. Fuckin' FA, fuckin' it, flat out the frame. Damn you to go. Slapping me up the still holding my shit by the throat. Whoa,
1: Zavi is such a beautiful person inside and out. He dropped some gems on the show that I think a lot of us can appreciate.
0: I just think we really need to like prioritize, you know, our space. I've gotten really comfortable with saying when I can't hold space for something. And if it's, you know, I got my own shit and you got a lot of shit and you're bringing it to me, I get the right to kind of say, hey, can we touch base on this? You know, when I'm fully there to receive you, because right. um, beforehand, I was just, you know, open ear, open ear, open ear. But I realized I was pouring out of my cup and not That's being... not healthy. It's not. Yeah, you know, like, what yeah. you do when you can't pour into somebody else? And then you start
1: resenting people and you're like, whoa, let me Yeah, job.
0: they become that friend that always got something going on. But it's like, no, they might really have something going on. But, you know, you right. just, you're in that, that fight or flight mode. So it's right. like, exactly. ah, yeah.
1: June is... Men's Mental Health Month and before the month ends I just wanted to acknowledge that here on the podcast because it's something very important to me very personal and near and dear to me Um, and not only is it personal um, it's also important that for me to see other men and particularly black men tapping into the people the places and the resources that they need and tapping out of the people places and the resources that they don't need that are going to contribute to a better version of themselves and that's a big part of what the hung up podcast platform has always been about mental health america provided some statistics via an infographic on their website so if you go to MhaNational.org. You can access this information. And it's a five-minute guide to men's mental health. And I just wanted to highlight a few things from that guide. There are six million men in America that are affected by depression. And this is an annual statistic. The five major mental health problems affecting men are, number one, depression. And it says that male depression often goes undiagnosed. Number two, anxiety. According to Mental Health America, there are approximately 19 million American adults ages 15 to 84, I'm sorry, 18 to 54, that have an anxiety disorder. Number three, bipolar disorder, which they say impacts 2.3 million Americans every year. Number four, psychosis and schizophrenia. According to Mental Health America, they say approximately 3.5 million people in the U.S. are diagnosed with schizophrenia. And number five, eating disorders. Males account for an estimated 10% of patients with anorexia or bulimia and an estimated 35% of those with binge eating disorder. And here are some facts around trigger warning suicide. According to Mental Health America, male suicides have been on a rise since the year 2000. Suicide accounts for the seventh lead cause of death among males. When it comes to sexual orientation, they say that gay and bisexual men are more likely to develop mental health disorders than heterosexual men. Gay males are at an increased risk for suicide attempts, especially before the age of 25. In the U.S., the highest suicide rate in the U.S. are found among white men over the age of 85. And then they point out the gender disparity. They say that in 2010, a total of 38,364 Americans died by suicide, and 79% of those were men. And then they point out the risk factors, which includes social isolation, substance abuse, unemployment, military-related trauma, genetic predisposition, and other mood disorders that put men at a higher risk of suicide. Then they go on to talk about things like substance abuse, and they point out that gay and bisexual men are more likely to have higher rates of substance abuse than heterosexual men. And I'm sure when you drill that down to the black and brown community, those rates are probably higher. American sports seems to always find its way in the center of the conversation when when mental illness comes up. And so they point out some factors and some famous athletes that experienced or dealt with mental illness. And they talked about the science of mental health. They said low levels of testosterone are correlated with depression, stress, and mood swings among men. And they give some resources for seeking treatment. So it's a really nice infograph. And I will be posting it to the Hung Up Podcast Instagram page. I'm hung up. This week, I'm hung up on some tweets at Logan Schieber said, as a woman, as a child, as a person of color, as an LGBTQ member, this country gets scarier and scarier to live in every day. They done overturn Roe v. Wade, y'all. Surprised but not surprised, right? You got Uncle Tom, Uncle Clarence coming out. I cannot stand that, man. And it's a lot of them in the, in the community, too. hmm Some of y'all might know uh, Uncle Clarence. Okay? But he's coming out already talking about gay marriage. That's on the table. And I'm sure that they're just getting started. And Trump, it looks like he's already making, he's going to be making a run for the president again. And they're preparing to elect him. Well, not elect him, to steal the election. At Alex M. Bateo said, when Clarence Thomas was nominated for the Supreme Court in 1991, black feminists, okay, black feminists were some of the only people who were willing to publicly stand with Anita Hill. I guess who that that's who was running against Clarence. They were some of the only black people who were willing to critique Thomas publicly so just a reminder, of uh, how did we get here? And it's really sad when you look at these statistics that say out of 100, 100% of people who are eligible to vote, only 40% actually show up to do so. So if we don't get out here and get these people out of office and get the people in that serve our needs, it's only going to get worse. At Samuel L. Jackson (laughs) tweeted, how's Uncle Clarence feeling about overturning Lovin' v. Virginia? Okay, because he up in there laid up with this white woman who we already know. She was on the phone texting people, demanding that they overturn the election. And it's like and he's still able to make these, you know, he's able to clock in every day. Like, everything's normal, and not just him, but all these justices, two of them which have been accused of rape, Clarence being one of them, and we know who the other one is because he just got up in there, Kavanaugh, all these people who are just awful, awful, awful. Somebody tweeted, actually, at Coralina Dean tweeted, history-changing decisions made by people who are old enough to get into cardiac arrest with just one sip of a McDonald's Sprite. Do we see the problem? Yes. At Amber underscore Cattabra tweeted, please don't cut trans men and non-binary people out of the conversation today. This is not just a woman's right issue. Anyone who can get pregnant is affected. At 777, Jorge even, said we got to cancel 4th of July this year. Can't celebrate a country that's failed its people. Haven't been celebrating the 4th of July. Quite honestly, it's been failing. It's been failing us. And look, people, I know this shit can be draining and depressing. But at some level, you got to keep your ear to the ground. You got to know what's going on out here, even if that's listening to me. (laughs) And I'll do better at talking about topics like this on a regular and more consistent basis. But we got to know what's going on at the very minimum, because at the end of the day, these white supremacist groups and everything that's happening around us is moving forward every day. And they're organized and they're fully funded and they're financially stable. So while many of us don't want to deal with it, don't want to don't want to acknowledge it, want to act like it's not happening, want to act like you don't have a stake in it. When I act like your your voice, your vote doesn't matter, it does. Your decision will have an impact that's going to radiate throughout the community, whether you believe it or not. So I'm hanging up on that. I'm going to close out this episode with some bonus content from educator and author, Black educator and author, Patrick Harris. His new book is out, The First Five, A Love Letter to Teachers. If you recall, Patrick was featured on the very last episode of The Hung Up Podcast, episode 425, A Love Letter to the Younger Me. The interview was so good, I ran out of time with him. And I didn't want to create a super long episode. Patrick will take us out with what readers can expect from his book, The First Five, a love letter to teachers and I'm going to end the episode with a snippet from airbending from Zavi it's another track from Zavi aka boys love flowers that I really love and this song actually came out I believe in 2001 so this is one of his older tracks but I hope you enjoy it I'm hung up thank you for listening peace out
2: so, my good friends, once you read the first five, I'm telling you you're going to just take a deep sigh um, and, a, and a deep exhale because it truly is an experience, you, you know? To me, it's like binge-watching a Netflix show, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many stories, uh, not just mine, but there are uh, does, over a dozen interviews inside of the book as well from educators from across the world. Um, and those stories are captivating. Um, I'm telling you that even if you're not an educator, like there's just a, a pulling in that I think you will experience. Um, I try my best to immerse you in my world, whether it's tweets, whether it's just the, the prose itself, whether it's the photos or the quotes, I'm telling you like you will walk away with some gems in a way that, you know, it's not cheap, you know, it's, it's truly authentic. So the first five, a love letter to, to teachers and a love letter to everybody, y'all, is out in stores. I hope that you walk away really seeing your full humanity because that's what this experience has meant and done for me so thank you so much for supporting everyone who has supported thus far thank you there's also an audiobook as well um so if you, if you want me in your ears hey I, I got you on that too so the audiobook and the physical book are now out for out sale, for sale. sale.
0: is back, return of the Mac, and I'm out in these streets, ball head, no cap, yeah. I might fuck on a rich one, rich. He gon' bust that deposit, bust it. He say he my number one fan in this money You know that I'm spending Air bending, Bust down on a wrist, okay Take a hit of the spliff, you say Well, can you do it on the dick? Don't play Clouds with the smoke all day Yeah Chief and Well, Keith Yeah Clearing my throat all week uh-huh. When you see me, you know we won't speak And this money been making me weak Air Airbending Bust down on a wrist, okay Take a hit of the spliff, you say Yeah Can you do it on the dick? Don't play Clouds with the smoke all day Yeah uh-huh. Water Bounce Fire Jack twice to the voicemail. You don't get no reply.